Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. I always struggle with the word instinct or gut feeling. I really struggle with it because sometimes I just don't know how it applies to trading. And the reason that I struggle with it is because <clears throat> I believe that there's a lot of room in life for gut and gut instinct in many areas. And, and yet sometimes I struggle whether it's applicable in trading. So this podcast, I don't have a solution. Um, and basically, I'll leave it up to you to decide. But I'm just going to give you a little bit of a perspective about those things. So <clears throat> when you have a business... There's certain things you need to do in your business and sometimes you don't have all the input that you need and you don't have all the facts and you need to proceed and do certain things and it can be really any type of business. And in the end of the day, you have to rely on some sort of some sort of a gut feeling to decide whether you want to do it or not. Your gut feeling could be good about it, it could be bad, but you have to make a decision at the end of the day. We use our gut feeling day to day, you know, when we interact with people. Sometimes we can shake somebody's hand and say, hey, you know what? I don't like this person. For whatever reason, it's just something in him just doesn't, you know, jive with us. Or maybe your kids are dating or they're about to get married and they bring their better half. And, you know, as soon as they come through the door, you don't like them. Whatever reason that is, you know, you don't like them. Because of their smile, maybe you don't like them because the way they look, maybe you think your kids are too good to them. But there's always this first impression and instinct about things when you meet people and day-to-day in situations, we use our instincts all the time, right? And I would say that most of the time we feel that it guides us in the right direction or it at least it even if it we're wrong, it doesn't have any dire consequences to it. It could, but, you know, most of the time, I think that people trust their gut feeling. And as we evolved as people, we obviously developed certain instincts about our environments and people or anything like that um, that guides us, again, you know, day to day in our life. So the question sometimes that I'm faced with 
And usually I see this argument back and forth is, what's a trader's gut feeling? Is a trader's gut feeling is correct or incorrect? Or could he rely on it when it comes to trading? And really, is there a difference also between an amateur trader and a professional trader when it comes to gut feeling? So this is the best that I could come up with. And again, I'm not an expert in psychology, um, but I read a lot. And I always say I read a lot, which means, you know, I have a certain level of exposure to other things that could give me a broader perspective. But at the same time, it's somebody's perspective that and or and facts that I've put together from a number of sources. I'm not saying that all the sources are the best out there, but I try to go with credible sources and people at least that are thinkers and have impressed me even before I um, impressed me, you know, in their expertise before I even got to read the material. So here's one of the things that I think is very challenging when it comes to markets in general and gut instinct. When we use our gut instinct, we usually use it in a very specific situation and with a certain number of variables. So any gut feeling out there, right, that, that, that we have, we, usually it involves a person or a situation and a certain number of variables. Now, I believe that in general, we believe only the good decisions that we've made. We do, remember the gut instinct that led us in the right decision, not in the wrong decision. And when we apply it, basically we tend to trust it, but the situations are very limiting. Um, I don't think they involve a lot of variables. Now, you might think they involve a lot of variables, but even if they involve 50 variables, that's not a lot of variables for a gut instinct. We have the ability to do to make a decision, you know, and a lot more than that. Now, when it comes to the market, I believe that the market is a lot more complex than just an individual decision making that you apply your gut feeling. You're dealing with a huge group of people, and you are trying to determine in which way this group is going to behave, how fast it's going to behave in that manner. And to what extent it's going to behave. So, for example, you believe that the market will go up. You believe it will go up 10 points. And you believe that it's going to go up for the next hour. You try to apply those three things to a group that has a lot more than 50 variables. Now, why more than 50 variables? Because there are many players in the markets. So, you're trying to apply your gut instinct not just how a certain individual will behave, not just one, but an entire group. And this is where I think it gets very uh, misleading to people. So I believe that beginners do not have the ability, as far as their gut instinct or feelings, to trade the market. Meaning that I do believe that there are individuals that might have better gut instinct than others, that there's it's still a competitive place in terms of a gut feeling. So some have better gut feelings, some have worse. But I don't believe that that's the only thing they can use to make money in the marketplace. 
I don't believe in the idea that, you know, somebody can say this guy has an amazing gut instinct for the market and it's the only thing that will make him successful because that gut instinct cannot be quantified, meaning gut feeling could tell you it's going to go up or down, how much, how fast, you know, and if it doesn't go, it doesn't tell you how to behave. So essentially based on that, I don't believe that beginners could um, make a decision and be a successful trader just based on that. Now, experienced traders, on the other hand, I believe that they have a different perspective on a gut instinct, right? I don't believe that a beginner's gut instinct and the way they view things and the gut instinct of a professional trader is coming from the same approach and from the same school. I believe that beginner's gut feeling is hopeful. I believe that it involves hope that something will happen when they apply it. I believe that it involves a certain level of greed, which basically drives and motivates a person to behave uh, and become impulsive. And I believe that risk plays less of a role for a beginner when they're when they're in the early stages of trading. Now, early stages, <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It depends how much time you dedicate every day. For some people, a beginner could be a year, and after that, he can be proficient. For some people, it can be five years. For some people, 10 years. Everybody studies at their own pace. It's absolutely fine. However, I do believe that professionals have a different approach to that. I think that beginners start, sorry, I apologize. I believe that professionals, when it comes to gut instinct, they actually start from the risk perspective. So basically what they're looking to do is to have a gut instinct that helps them overcome the fear of risk, right? So I'll, I'll explain that. So what they actually do is in certain situation, a method could tell them one thing and in their mind, they have <clears throat> an incredible fear of risk. And the gut feelings at that situation, which comes out, could come out very sorry, not very random, but very seldom, in very seldom situations, because again, even a professional cannot rely solely on his gut instinct to trade the markets. Even if they traded 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Now, let me tell you, I've been doing this for quite some time, slightly over two decades. I still don't have the ability. I don't have predictive powers. Shocking, right? Okay. So now professionals will come into extreme situations in those extreme situations they have the first thing that comes to their mind is risk and their gut instinct would tell them okay you have a risky situation here but you could potentially have an opportunity but risk comes first if their gut instinct cannot tell them to overcome the, the risk side of the business then and, and the risk is basically with through their method sometimes you know they they will not take the action. So I believe in the end of the day that not all gut in instincts are um, 
basically born equal. So when somebody has a gut instinct as, you know, in this first year in the market, it's not going to be the same gut instinct and the same type of calculation for risk when they're trading 10 years in the market. Now, personally, I tell everybody to avoid instincts. And even if they have 10 years or 15 years or 20 years in the marketplace, the more you rely on, again, the more you rely on your method, on your methodology, and the less you bring the gut instinct into the game, I think you will be very, um, you will, I should say, you will stay more objective in the game. It is extremely hard not to get your gut involved. And most of us as beginners are are prone to get that more and more um, involved in the early stages. I'll give you an example. Having the discipline, for example, to go and trade a method even though you had four losing trades. And now you have to go and do the fifth trade. Now, clearly, you know, it's very, very hard. It's discipline, you know, and your gut instincts on the fifth trade this is where you struggle the most, right? The method tells you yes, but you have the fear. You know, this is where you have to overcome really feelings and gut instincts not to trade because your body says don't trade right now. This is where you have to overcome it and potentially place a trade. Now, I wish I could tell you that your fifth trade will be the successful after four losses, but I can't do that. But in reality, you know, from a numbers perspective, if the method is good, and it brought you success, you should continue trading it the same way. I think that um, in the years to come, I'm probably going to add to myself a lot of more perspective on this gut feeling and how professionals use it versus amateurs in the marketplace. Do I believe it has room? I do believe that the more experience you gain, the more you will understand the markets and things that are that seems like God are very are, are pure observations that your mind has made. Consider the number of trading hours that an amateur has in the marketplace and his gut feeling versus somebody who traded thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and exceeded the pros, what they call the ten thousand hour <clears throat> expertise. And what kind of gut feelings they have. I, I think it's, you could basically compare it to your first walk in the jungle alone. You know, when you walk out there in the jungle alone and you've never been there before, you have one sort of, you have w one type of gut feeling about certain things. And if you're going there for, you know, if this is your 100th visit, you obviously have a totally different perspective. And I think it's the same thing with the marketplace. You observe certain things and certain gut feelings in the future will will be probably more um, observation as opposed to just, um, you know, just the gut feeling. It will be a combination of things that you actually have observed in the past and certain things that come from the subconscious and pattern recognition and everything else. So again, I believe that your gut instinct will develop a better, um, you will have, it will better, what's the word I'm looking for? It will develop a, a certain level of expertise, I would say, 
um, or your gut level. If there's a certain level of degrees, you'll, you might go from one to two to three to four to five um, as you progress trading. Again, I believe that professionals in their day-to-day life, whether they're surgeons or whether they're policemen or whether they're craftsmen, could probably tell you a story how their gut feeling led them in the right direction. But again, remember, those are very limiting situations. The marketplace consists of many players, thousands of players, thousands of reasons that people go long and short, thousands of methodologies. Um, and so, and everybody's got a different purpose in the marketplace. Some could be hedgers, some could be short-term players, some are long-term players. To put collectively all of them in a group and to have a gut feeling about all of them together in the early stages will be extremely hard. So as a beginner, stick to your method, know the rules, rely less on your gut feeling, and just believe that over time it will evolve. If you want to ask me a question now that says, well, when should I use it? My answer is, I don't know. And that's the honest truth. I don't know. If you start making God decisions, um, in decisions that are made on instinct, please measure them. Write it down. Say, I had a feeling today that, you know, uh, the system told me to go long. I didn't go long. And the market, um, you know, I, did, I thought the market will go down. Well, my system was right. My gut feeling was wrong. Right? Write it down if, if, if the gut feeling actually stopped you from doing that. So every time you apply gut feeling, you know, in a good way or in a bad way, you know, you have to uh, remove it. If you use uh, a certain risk management and a stop loss, then you should basically, um, and you remove that stop loss, right? Your gut feeling told you, okay, I'm going to remove it because I don't want to get hit. And then you could, you'll make an observation, say, well, instead of a loss of $200, I took a loss of 1000 I shouldn't have done it. So if you start making observations and measure when you use your gut feeling, and again, try to minimize your gut feelings, just minimize it. But if you use it, please write down and make an observation. And then after using it 50 times, you know, start reading through your notes. Say, oh, you know, I see that my gut feeling is, you would see that as a beginner, you would see that it's not leading you in the right direction. At least that's my opinion. However, if you've been trading for a long time and you make the same things, you should also measure it, right? And then you would see that maybe maybe you improved with your gut feelings or maybe you did not. It could be that you should not use it at all. You'll figure out, even after many years of trading, that gut feeling is not something you should use at all, but simply rely on a method that identifies your overbought and oversold uh, situations. That's basically it for now, guys. Uh, I wish you well. Um, I hope I make you think. You know, I, I really believe that in trading, you should think. You should have deep level of thinking about every single variable that's involved in trading. And I believe that that would uh, lead you, I hope, in the right direction. I'm trying to lead you in the right direction. I'm doing my best because I I really, um, 
I, I don't want to use too dramatic of words, but the reality is I do admire risk takers. Um, people who come to the markets that trade real money and take real risks with their money. I admire that. And the reason is because not a lot of people can do that. Most people do not take risks in their life. A lot of people will, you know, won't do anything risky to gain. So because I understand that there's, as the disclaimer said, there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Past performance is not indicative of future results. And every word there is true that there's absolutely enormous risk when you trade leveraged futures contracts. Because you guys take that risk, I also want to make you think, I am not saying that everything that I say here is the absolute universal truth. You will develop your own truth. This is what's important for me to emphasize in all of this. I'm not here like a demagogue um, saying that my truth is the absolute truth. If you made a different conclusion along the way about gut instincts and you actually think that there's a lot more to it or anything else, please, I'd love to hear about it. You know, you can always write your comments underneath this podcast. Would love to see what you have to say. So again, I look forward to your comments. You can also go to community.optimistfutures.com. Put down your thoughts, you know, let's start a dialogue. If we are involved in a dialogue, you know, I can, we can exchange ideas and I would love to learn from you too. You know, today I spoke to um, uh, a person who's very young um, and he basically has a certain expertise in an area and we spoke for quite some time and I really enjoyed this conversation and I learned something too. So I don't care if you're way older than me or if you're way younger than me. I always find people interesting and they have interesting experiences. Okay, well, this is the end of the podcast. I've been rambling here for 20 minutes and I hope I I made sense. Um, Again, I look forward to your comments. If you're looking for a broker, me and my staff would love to help you out and would love to take to take you from a place that doesn't give you service or takes your service for granted. We don't take any customer for granted. It's www.optimistfutures.com. I just want to remind everyone that there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Best performance is not indicative of future results. Since I spoke about stops in this podcast, I have to tell you that stops are not necessarily uh, a place where you're guaranteed to get filled. Such mark. There are such market conditions that are difficult that might that you may have gaps or stops getting skipped. So you always have to be in front of the monitors. Um, I wish you a good day. I wish you a great week. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimus Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimusFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimus Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss 
and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.